Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. The Russia and Ukraine crisis is hurting the Biden administration in an unexpected way. It's muddying the messaging around the White House's clean energy strategy. On one hand, the president has said that he wants to move the country away from fossil fuels and cut greenhouse gas emissions in half by 2030. But the White House has had to work with foreign governments and private sector companies to supply additional volumes of natural gas to Europe in light of the threat of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. And the situation at the Russia-Ukraine border is still volatile, with Russian President Vladimir Putin Tuesday accusing the U.S. of ignoring his security demands while appearing to keep diplomatic channels open. That fear of invasion has contributed to a surge in oil and gas prices across the world. Today, Politico's Josh Siegel on the White House's energy strategy and why Greens and big oil aren't too happy. It's Wednesday, February 2nd. So, Josh, what sort of messaging is the president putting out there about his response to Russia potentially invading Ukraine? Yeah, so the message is very much that, look, we have this short-term crisis situation where it makes sense as the United States, as a leading exporter of natural gas, actually the leader exporter of liquefied natural gas over the last two months, to collaborate with other governments to send supplies to Russia in the event that Russia were to shut off supply to Europe. In doing that, isn't necessarily in conflict with the longer-term effort to, as the U.S. and EU recently put in a statement, for both of them to meet the goals of the Paris Agreement, boost investments in clean energy, and to move off and reduce dependence on fossil fuels over time. So these short-term situations are going to come up We know that oil and gas prices are turbulent, and we have to manage that because that will determine popular support for our uh, clean energy transition policies. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we're backing away from our goals. And you're reporting that the White House's strategy doesn't please two groups who could have a big sway in the midterm election, one of them being oil and gas companies. Why aren't folks in the industry happy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more like, where have you been? They were definitely bothered when... We were talking about the turbulent energy prices in the context of of oil. That was a big preoccupation when pump prices really rose here in over recent months. And at first, Biden was very much like dealing with OPEC, which is traditionally how presidents handle situations like these. And the industry feels like generally the policies of this administration have been not friendly towards traditional energy, that they've made moves to make it harder to develop oil and gas in the United States, particularly on federal lands. And so they just feel like you can't really make up for it now. And all of a sudden you're interested in, in using the U.S.'s advantage and oil and gas production. And then from the liberal side, I mean, it depends on who you talk to, actually. I mean, Congressman Jared Huffman, he's a liberal climate hawk who I talk with. He's out of California. And he said, look, what they're doing actually makes sense. Like, we can't act like we're suddenly not dependent on fossil fuels and that these energy market turbulence and geopolitical events aren't going to happen. And, and in those situations, we have to do things like this. But at the same time, some of the liberal advocacy groups feel like This is just another situation where climate is ranking behind geopolitics, as one activist put it. And so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a tricky position for the administration because it it makes it seem like they're kind of trying to straddle all lines. And and that, of course, will upset the kind of extremes of, of both ends. 
Yeah, so all of this comes as the conflict is contributing to surging energy prices, potentially making inflation worse. How long do experts say high oil prices are likely to last? And how is that playing into Biden's strategy here? We could be in for a a long ride of high oil prices. Right now, we've seen crude trade at seven-year highs, Brent crude, which is the international benchmark. And some experts are predicting we could get to $100 a barrel. Right now, we're in the high 80s. A chief reason is that supply in oil and gas, it's dropped off in recent years. And we actually haven't seen a huge comeback, as you might expect, with demand returning off the pandemic. But yet we've just seen, because investors are pressuring public companies to reduce their climate impacts, you're not really seeing as much investment. There's also companies are are trying to return more money to shareholders. And this mantra of capital discipline has really taken hold. So clean energy investment hasn't really kept up to offset that. And we haven't seen demand for fossil fuels really slow down much. Demand's projected by the International Energy Agency to reach pre-pandemic levels here very soon. So until that happens, if there's a mismatch between supply and demand, you're going to have high energy prices. So this could be a long-term issue for an administration that is really trying to move off fossil fuels. But the day in, day out, preoccupation of people is what they're paying for energy. So it's, it's going to be very difficult for them to manage. Also, the Interior Department is eyeing a 50 percent hike in onshore oil drilling royalty rates. That's according to draft language the Biden administration briefly posted online on Monday, later saying it accidentally posted the proposal and that it was not finalized. The draft said that the Bureau of Land Management would hike the royalty payments companies must pay for oil and gas produced on federal onshore properties to 18.75 percent. That's up from the current rate of 12.5 percent. The increase would start for lease sales in the first quarter of this year and would be the first increase in a century for onshore production. The draft language also proposes limiting what land the Bureau of Land Management would make available in lease sales. Parcels that are found to have, quote, low potential for oil and gas production would be held back, and preference would be given to new parcels that are adjacent to areas already under development. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels, because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.